Extreme glory radiance through your flesh and blood. <laughs> wow. Kumbaya, brother. It's good to be here in the glory. In a greater glory. Still telling the same story. That Jesus is Lord. <laughs> Amen, and that's why we're never barred. One thing about going from glory to glory. It's always muy interesante. Very, very interesting. <laughs> there is no better source of entertainment in the universe than fighting the good fight of faith. It's better than Netflix. It's a better subscription than uh, HBO Max. It's better than Disney Channel and Hulu. That's Disney. Yeah, going from glory to glory is better than the Mandalorian show. Just if you're wondering. I know that's a stretch for some of you. Ooh. And so we thank Jesus for never being dull. You know, he rebuked his disciples and said they were dull, which means boring. Your life is boring. I'm living my best life. You better too. Jesus Christ to the buckaroo. That's you. And me too. Hallelujah. So, a lot going on. First and foremost, I just have a prophetic word for everyone watching. Chill out! Just chill out! Amen. It's gonna be okay. You need to remind your angels it's gonna be okay. They're wondering. <laughs> just, just tell your guardian angels, <laughs> we're gonna make it, guys. <laughs> We're gonna follow through. Amen. Sometimes they wonder, you know. <laughs> Ooh, I think the angels are the most encouraged with this group for the most part. For the most part, I can't I can't lie to you, so I can't say everyone. But for the most part, the angels are very, very encouraged. And there's a lot of people that are really, really doing good and really getting it. And so I just want to slap you on the back with a cat of nine tails. Good job. Yeah. But don't let it go to your head. You haven't done anything yet. 
<laughs> barely even saved. <laughs> okay, you found the narrow path. Whoop de frickin' do, man, you know. Congratulations. There's a star on your report card. But it's just a sticker now. It's not an actual star. It's just like a one-up little button you can wear on your sweater or something. Merry Christmas. First thing you start to encourage these people as soon as they grow in the glory a little bit, they swell up in pride immediately. Next thing you know, they start their own red letter ministries and have a bio website. And then you just see them, you see them broadcasting at 6 p.m. on Facebook. <laughs> and we've seen that honestly probably a hundred times over the years. And uh, it's not about not producing other ministries and we I'm all about multiplication but you got to do it in God's order and you got to do it in the narrow way and for the most part people have done it completely wrong and and it's not right and it, God is not approving of it and that's why it's been pretty ugly it hasn't been clean or neat and nice this world's a total mess and so when you bring the order of righteousness and the order of the stars and the order of Melchizedek and the new covenant order, everything that's in disorder is going to be exposed and that's pretty much everything. That's pretty much everything in Christianity that you can think of. It's not in divine order. People's minds think it is. We have nice Robert's rules of order. We have a 501c3 we have a board of directors and we look you know it's like some kind of business and some kind of organization god doesn't give two flying rat turds about any of that zero god doesn't care about that god cares about his order his law what he thinks is order is the only order that exists our ideas of order and obedience and the law need to be father gods and you will supersede all the dumb crap around you anyhow um, when you get into obedience to the father he'll have you do all kinds of acts of obedience testing you along the way spirit soul mind and body every decision in your life be constantly tested in fire tried seven times into pure father god possession of your brain cells until you just close your eyes and be like see god the pure in heart see God, so they start here. Then the pure in mind see God in their brains. You want to grow up in uprightness of God's order in God's law. And it's the law. Nothing worse than lawlessness, but nothing worse than legalism too. So it's kind of like lawlessness or legalism. And oftentimes we're too immature. I'm not going to put you down and be derogatory to your level of faith. That's not helpful, but I will be accurate that you need a balance in a narrow path of justice scales of God's order where you're not in the legalism of religion and you're not in the lawlessness of the Antichrist. The lawlessness of the Antichrist, well, it is rebellion. The legalism is also of the Antichrist and you're a total freaking Pharisee. So where is the balance between lawlessness and legalism? It's Jesus, the fulfillment of the law in your spirit, a person. 
It's a person. That's why fulfilling the law is what? Being obedient to the person of the Holy Spirit, Galatians says. Those who obey the seven spirits of God fulfill all the law and the prophets, which is what? Love. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and don't even think about yourself or your neighbor because you're not there yet. You can only love your neighbor and yourself to the measure you've actually loved God. So how do we love God? Obedience. If you love me, you obey my commandments, Jesus Christ, red letters. Obedience to his commandment is not just external do's and don'ts. Obedience to his commandment is my sheep hearing my voice and they obey me. You need an unction to function. The Bible says we have an unction from the Holy One and we know all things. You can say we're omniscient. Well, the brain sure ain't. The heart sure ain't. But inside your belly, in your spirit, where you're born again, there's a throne in there called God, and He sure is. Now, if you can tap into that divine intelligence, Christ in you, the hope of realizing a much greater glory tonight, you're gonna get smarter. And in order to take over this planetary system, it requires intelligence. Do you know another name for intelligence in the Bible? I'll just tell you. It's called wisdom. Now there's an intelligence of the world called worldly wisdom, which means you're dumb. Then there's an intelligence of God the Father called kingdom wisdom, which means you're a freaking genius. And the angels will tell you that in all humility. You are so genius. Kingdom intelligence is genius. Worldly intelligence is diabolical. Not my opinion. Scripture declares that. To be carnally minded is to be diabolical. To be anti-Jesus. To be anti-intelligence. To be anti-kingdom. To be anti-Holy Spirit. Here's what we want to do. We want to take our brains and renew them into the spirit so that we have a spirit of a sound mind. What's the sound mind? It's a mind that hears his voice and obeys it clearly without distortions from demons or pride or religion or greed or covetousness or fear. Fear is a major one. There's all kinds of sins that grow up where in the brain, which is the flesh. Galatians 5, you have the fruits of the flesh, which is the fruits of the brain. Divisions, factions, envy, strife, all kinds of witchcraft, sorceries are one of the fruits. Sexual morality, lust, adultery, fornication, drunkenness, debauchery, every dumb thing you could ever imagine that will kill, steal, and destroy from your soul grows up in the unrenewed mind. But then we'll have like some Christianity sprinkled like salt and pepper right on our brain and be like, the meatball's all good. Look, it's salted and peppered. That ain't what he's doing with you. He's baking us like lasagna in this place. Amen? He's baking us like Snoop Doggy Dog in this place. You're going to get baked, deep fried, sizzled, my nizzled. Amen? For shizzle, my nizzle, you shall sizzle saith the Lord. 
Amen? <laughs> the gospel of Snoop Doggy Dog. We're getting ready for Long Beach. Surfside, California. I want to go visit the new shop that they opened up. Penny and Daniel in Venice Beach. In Venice, California. Selling skateboards. I remember I was a little kid. My dad took me to Venice Beach. We had rollerblades. Rollerblades had just come out. That's how old I am. <laughs> As a, a little tiny kid, we rollerbladed up and down Venice Beach Boulevard. Man, it was just absolutely beautiful. Hot, sunny every day. There's no cold weather, no snow, no ice. They can't even remember. They don't even know what that is. It's a foreign language to Southern California. The promised land of broadcasting. The Barthrops of Bel Air. Oh, hallelujah, grant it, Lord, in the abundance of righteousness. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for rewards. You know, dealing with some of the stuff today, we want to get into the abundance of righteousness. It's reward season. It's harvest time. The Prince of Peace has made peace through our hearts and minds against so many adversaries. There'll be stuff, there'll be stuff coming from the slaughtering of Jezebel for the rest of your lives. Once you take out principalities, powers, thrones, dominions, spiritual wickedness, and heavenly places, earthly places, and under the earth places, you have an inheritance through that dimension of conquest, more than conquerors, of stuff, good stuff, washed stuff, sanctified stuff, not spoiled stuff, not poisoned stuff, no sorrow attached stuff, transferring to you all the time. Oh, I'm speaking your love language now. The Lord rejoices in the prosperity of his servant. <laughs> oh yes, oh yes. Crefro Dollar and Billy Grahams. Amen. We don't know about that. Well, ask the Magic 8-Ball. That's what Elon Musk posted on Twitter yesterday. I'm following him closely. Like a freaking Martian. I'm suspicious about him. I like him. But I'm suspicious. I always feel like somebody's watching me. It's me, Elon Musk. I'm watching you, buddy. <laughs> Rockwell. Well, we'll see if it goes well when you fall on the rock and get crushed to powder. Blown to the four corners of the earth. It can eat four corners of the sphere in case we got flat earthers watching one thing we want to do when we take over parts of Hollywood I really want Capitol Records I want the media oh Sony Records Sony Television I want Disney I want Viacom everything they got added unto Zion and of course we'll share because we're loving and giving just like Jesus but what I'm really looking forward to when this stuff is washed is a reality show of people trying to find the end of the earth. We hire a bunch of flat earthers. <coughs> we got some of the goofballs in our block list. I'll call them up. God bless you. But these people swear to God the earth is flat. And so, you know, I honor that. You can believe whatever you want. It's free country. But you sign a waiver and you and your flat earther friends are in a reality show trying to find the edge of flat earth. 
You know, every episode they're going to new places. Maybe it's the uh, Arctic Pole. Maybe it's the North Pole. Maybe it's the South Pole. Maybe where Adolf Hitler talked with the aliens down in the South Pole, we find those crystal caverns under the earth. And I believe there are crystal caverns under the earth. No, uh, there are some things that are true, but there are absolutely. There's probably Lemurians down there. I bet you I could find myself a Nephilim. Get me a Nephilim demon head like King David and stuff it. You you want to go on safari to Kenya to get yourself a lion? I want to go to safari into the crystal cities of the under earth in the journey into the center of the earth and find myself a Nephilim and get me a Nephilim head for my billiards room in Jesus name. That'd be really nice. Maybe had horns coming out of it. Some kind of fallen angel DNA demon that we get to kill and stuff and put in our our skee-ball room. A game, game room and the arcade room for the kids. So they grow up like King David when they're 12. What is that? Well, you should know 12 years old and you haven't killed a giant yet. What kind of house is this? Holy, the house of David. I don't know how you guys are raising your kids, but we're raising them to kill giants because you guys are actually all my kids. So we're raising you to kill giants. And when you're 12 in the Lord, I'm sure you'll have a trophy room that will be like King David's. Probably more. Well, you got a long ways to go. I wouldn't do any boasting yet. You're lucky to kill a black cat. <laughs> and maybe a black mouse with a, with a little white hammer. Well, you think about the slingshot. You only have to be about, what, four or five to wield the heavenly slingshot. I think when you're about five or six, you can get like a little dagger. I wouldn't give the sword to someone, Bob Jones says, until they're 12. So you keep upgrading your armor, but when you're about four or five in the Lord as an angel on the inside with your heart circumcised from false love and black sun and all kinds of dumb human filet BS that has the appearance of good and the honoring of devils and all that stuff burnt out of you, when you upgrade from your just not even having weaponry, being nice to demons, <laughs> you know, like when you're one or two, you're just, it's just phileo. I'm a born-again person, now I'm good. I was a really bad person before, hated everyone, now I'm a really good person, everyone, and now I'm nice to everyone, but it's not even love, it's just totally fake. It's totally fake, it's not God. It's just the human thinking he needs to be good now after he's saved. Because now I'm a good one, and before that I was a bad one. No, you're still a lump of clay, just totally deceived. You're actually probably more lost than before. The only thing you got going for you is, now you know Jesus is Lord, you have a demon-level faith. Now you have the same level of faith as demons. Doesn't mean you're not going to heaven, but you just basic reality awakening. Doesn't mean you can do anything with it, because you really can't. But at least you have the same level of understanding of, of reality as the lowest ranking demons in the kingdom of hell. Like the most retarded, unintelligent, evil spirits. That's about where you're at. That's true. He says that I won't give you a battle that's too big for you in scripture. 
which means as you get bigger and bigger as a spirit in stature and strength and ability and revelation and wisdom and might and in armory and the armor of God and the sword of the spirit and all the different weapons of our warfare that are not carnal but mighty through God. So you have all kinds of weapons and you go from weapons to weapons, armor to armor. So you have an enemy that's bigger every level. The higher the level, the bigger the devil, and that is true. They taught us correctly that at Teen Challenge. They told me that wasn't true in the hyper grace. They told me that wasn't true in whole sections of the glory stream. It is the truth anyhow. The higher the level, the bigger the devil. There's stuff up here, man, you can't even imagine down on the earth and drunken glory's slothfulness. <laughs> drunken glory's slobbery. And I still get drunk every day, so don't think that we're against the drinking. You just, we're against the mixture with what's under the sun. Because if people aren't rising in excellence in the acts and the works of the Holy Spirit, with the outside matching the inside, the drunkenness turns into poison. Because it's not the same wine in the same realm every day. Remember, they had to move around. Cloud by day, fire by night. And then you'd have to drink and eat from the cloud whatever God gave you in the wilderness of the sanctification of your soul to follow God into the promised land. And if you got off track from following the cloud and following the fire and not eating right, guess what? You began to get bitter and the food began to get poisonous. Remember that? The food actually turned into poison. Who was God? Yeah, it was God today. It was training. You have to stay in the now word, today's bread. You can't settle on yesterday's bread, yesterday's wine. You don't know him. You're living in the past. You can't live out of 2008 Florida outpouring. You can't live out of 1994 Toronto blessing. You need to live out of what God's doing today, which is the fringe and the pushing of the veil away of the manifesting sons of God in the cosmos dealing with the entire curse of the fall in reality without types and shadows with your spirit built up into those elevations where you're literally there we used to say you know hubble's searching for your telescope and for your spirit through their telescope and people thought that was funny no it's true bob jones had a cell phone from nasa because his spirit was in the second heavens and they knew it and nasa said you are so accurate in predicting meteors you know when the comets are coming before we do that's what nasa said and gave him a cell phone saying if you get anything from what you see as a seer prophet give us a call it'll be helpful to the united states of america and i'm sure he called him you know bob jones truth anyhow so I'm telling you now this stuff is real and we're experiencing it even if you're not one thing you need to realize as little children in the Lord is people are experiencing a lot more of God and it's a lot more real than what you're experiencing you gotta think outside yourself into the big picture into the full perspective of the big kingdom of heaven and the ancients of heaven the ancients of days that see from these dimensions watchers archangels living creatures cloud of witnesses apostles and prophets and mystic seers that are always in these realms even if you're not 
That doesn't mean it's not real. It means it's real and you have to be in awe with what more mature believers than you are experiencing in the kingdom every day. Then there's an honor for leadership. Every leader of every generation, the Bible says, was led by prophets. There's no exception to that in any generation since Adam. You can't find it in the word. Prophets led civilization every generation for 6,000 years, which means you're being led by prophets right now. Whether you believe in prophets, follow the prophets, obey the prophets or not, they're the ones steering the course of this planetary system. Okay? Hallelujah. Truth in You can steer the planet. Talk about ancient astronauts. You know, people with David steered Earth. You want to steer your car, the anointing wants to steer the planet. The anointing wants to control the sun and the moon and the stars for heaven instead of hell. It's everywhere in the Bible. Just because you don't know how to do it doesn't mean others don't as well. Men and women of God have paid a price to learn cosmic power. It's called celestial garments. When you're wearing celestial garments, you know how to use the universe for the third heaven, for God the Father's name. That's how you get his name written on your forehead. What father is written on your forehead? You know you have a name right now of a father? Some of you have many names written on your foreheads and it's not God. Which means you have sorcerers that are fathers that have written their names on your foreheads and you're under spells right now and I can see them. You need to remove false fathers from your brains, from your skulls, from your heads and let Father God alone be your father otherwise you can't become sons of God you can't grow Jesus Christ said call no man your father for you have one father and he is in heaven what about the apostles Paul called himself father to that was because God the father you can call God the father father when father's written on your forehead that's apostolic father Timothy also became an apostolic father because he had an apostolic father and that father wasn't Paul That father was God the Father through Paul's vessel and Paul's spirit and God were one. So it's not like a separate fathering of the flesh of the man Paul, an old gray-headed 70-year-old guy who's my father in the faith. It's God! It's the living father and there's no other father in the body of Christ. God is one. One. In hell, you have individuality. In hell, you know what a sorcerer of satanic hell is? Fathers. Fathers. That's what they call themselves. The fathers of nations. The fathers of all your streets. The fathers of your economies. The fathers of the seven mountains. What do you think Lucifer fell for? To become the father of this universe. And he's been successful, hasn't he? Wide path of destruction are those who have other fathers written on their foreheads that's not God the Father. You need third heaven Father God 
written on your brain. Otherwise, you'll have false fathers, which means witchcraft, scrolls, and magic arts controlling your souls, and you'll never walk the path of righteousness. You'll never have wisdom. You'll be defensive. You'll make excuses. That's just Brandon's fanaticism. That's just for the apostle. It's for everyone. You can't have another father except God and even be a Christian. Come on now. Truth anyhow. Amen. They'd like preaching like that in Kenya. Around here. It's like he's mad at me. <laughs> the truth is that I like you. Therefore, I tell you the truth. God severely scourges, punishes, disciplines those he loves and trains as children. Which means it's the violence of the word of God. The word of God has the seven spirits of God in it. You want a pat on the back, God wants to crucify you with Christ. And it's not painful. It's called having your sins removed from your hearts and your minds. It's not a nice word. Whoever told you the word of God's nice lied to you. And I'm sorry you had to listen to false Christianity. The word of God is a two-edged sword, sharper than any sword in the world, the Bible says, Hebrews 4.12, which means they didn't have guns back then, did they? They didn't have pistols. They didn't have sawed-off shotguns. They didn't have nunchucks or any kind of cool ninja tools ninja stars I, I prefer some of that stuff the katana blade personally I'd take a katana over whatever David had and he's not defended by it because there's no offense or strife amongst angels which is the spirit part of you spirit part of you can't be offended when it has Christ's word in it and it's built up it's just total honor amongst men with no strife no jealousy no competition in every area there's false fathering it's an area of pride and strife and competition jealousy factions divisions individuality all of that has to be removed in order to have comradeship we're coming into gideon's 300 comradeship now we've had some callings, we've had some awesome times, we've had a lot of victories on the battlefield, tremendous experience. Most of them didn't make it. Let's be real. Most of them went home. They just went, they couldn't do it. The Bible says and judges that they sent over 9,000 people home, 9,700, there were 10,000 men that came up to volunteer under the judge Gideon to war against a bunch of demon-possessed antichrists that were serving the fallen angels and there was no way for them to be saved whatsoever. So the commandment of the living God was to totally destroy them physically, kill them all. God commanded their total destruction, but he had a weird way of doing it. He said, first of all, I'm gonna teach you how to drink. So you're re relying on me, lest you think that you won this battle. Lest you start to get stubborn and prideful in your own brain, like I can be successful as a Christian in my own strength. He wants you to not be successful in your strength. He wants you to be successful in his strength, in his glory, in his word, in his might, in his angel power. God the Father loves you so much, he wants to transform you into his exact 
angelic likeness. Anything less than that is just demons. And just get delivered tonight if you're squirming around. Just loose yourself to dance. Loose yourself to dance. Amen. Yeah. And be happy while you're getting delivered because joy will drive Satan out of you. There's so much deliverance going on tonight all over the earth. Gideon's 300 getting delivered. They need so much deliverance. These are the most brutally challenged people who ever walked the earth against the potent sorcery of Babylon the Great. It's mostly potent sorcery that has given the champions the hardest time. I remember Gideon said, I'm not a champion. I'm just a little wussy boy. I'm the least of my family and the least of my family. And my family sucks. <laughs> That's what he said. And God the Father says, nope, you're a liar. You're a mighty warrior. But he had no value of himself. He was of the worst tribe. And of his tribe, he was the worst. <laughs> and God said, because you have such a low esteem of yourself, no, that's not healthy. But because you have no value in your eyes in battle, the battle belongs to the Lord. The battle will now belong to God. And Gideon proved perfect victory in battle through Gideon's 300. It was so significant that later on the Greeks tried to do it in Sparta because Satan was so jealous. It's true. The Spartans 300. There's a movie about it. They didn't make a movie about Gideon's 300, but it's only because of the jealousy of the fallen angels watching Jesus, the angel of the Lord. They're always watching Jesus. They have no originality. They have no creativity. Everything Satan and his angels have ever done for 6,000 years has been copied from Jesus Christ. 100% of the time. So you get all of that unoriginal stuff burnt out. You'll be a creator. You'll be bringing the new thing right out of your spirit. You'll have the ingenuity. You'll have the genius, the creativity, and you have the financial backing, and you have the ability to bring it into maturity for success, and then do it again with something else. And you just keep creating more and more success, more and more abundance in the kingdom. Now, God the Father did that first through Gideon by showing him total dependence on something that was absolute foolishness. The 300 chosen by drinking like dogs. The ones that drank all with dignity and respectability. He said they're disqualified. Why? Because they had respectability. Respectability and dignity could not be in champions. Which means you can't care about appearances. You can't care what false fathers think of you. You can't care what false mothers, false mothers and false fathers rule Babylon the Great. And if you people please a false father and a false mother, you are ensnared by the warlock and your soul is sacrificed on their altar to Satan. That's how Babylon works through witchcraft. Witchcraft is so common Everyone is steeped in it from birth in this society. You don't have to watch Harry Potter. You just have to breathe in this air and you'll be in religious witchcraft usually or rebellious witchcraft, which is obviously when you get into some terrible sin. But if you don't get into sin, they're not trained in kingdom. You notice that? They come in here, they think I'm weird. They think this is strange. They the fringe. No, because you're not trained in kingdom. 
kingdom's normal. What's weird is getting into white magic witchcraft and just being a good lemming to the rules of the New Testament. God thinks that's queer. God thinks that is an absolute, the strangest thing you could ever imagine, to put it politely. Because it is. It's foreign to him. It is weird to God the things that animals get into in the flesh of their hearts and brains on earth and then call it God. God just, I can't even believe that. I am astonished. The Bible says he was astonished by their unbelief, which means how they're just totally not even close to the kingdom. In Nazareth, all the cities of Israel, they were so built up with religion that he'd hardly even listen to the gospel in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And Jesus ended up telling you, it's going to have to go to the Gentiles. These people are completely gone to religion. And you could say that pretty much entirely about Christianity in the earth right now. I know that the leaven will leaven the whole lump and it will become altogether worthless. So that's part of God's plan. Don't think you're fooling the Father. He knows the selfishness and the stupidity of man to turn something spiritual into something natural, something faith into something controlled by seeing through the eyes and discerning through the ears like warlocks and witches and calling that discernment of spirits when your spirit had zero part in it and it's just your brain under a demon spirit, under the sorcery of religion. You're not discerning. You're damning. You're cursing. You're planking Speckitis, you're diseased. You need to get into your spirit, into the born again part of you, the God sperm seed in your spirit, and actually get discernment. Discernment so rare in Christianity. I've been in ministry so long, 99.99% is not discernment out there. Because you're in Babylon the Great. You're in the last system of Satan and his angels, which means the Bible says, He deceived everyone in the world. You know why we're less deceived? I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm not saying there's areas I'm not deceived. I'm saying I'm less deceived because that's true. That's accurate. Do you know why I'm a little less deceived than the average believer? Because I was a Tartarus black magic warlock and I got delivered from thousands of demons over a six month period. And when they got out of me, I had discernment of what's kingdom light and what's black and white sorcery. And I didn't know anything else. And so I could stay in the spirit part of me and out of the black and white checkerboard of witchcraft, of sorceries, of jennies and jambres. That's the only thing I had going for me because everything I believed my whole life was wrong. But now I knew God was right and every man's a liar. And I'm experiencing that because I was a man and everything I believed was a lie. There was zero truth in the world. There's no truth in the earth. Nope, there's only truth in heaven. Truth comes down from the Father of lights. Amen? Truth is the Holy Spirit. That's what the Bible says. First John, the Holy Spirit is the truth. Pontius Pilate, Roman thinking, which is average American thinking. What is truth? Your truth, your interpretation of scripture, Brandon. Your Joel's bar weirdness. I tell you what, truth is the Holy Spirit. And you're about to get smacked with the truth of the Holy Spirit and your whole cultural system of Roman Christianity, not Roman Catholicism, Roman Charismaticism. Roman Charismaticism. And if you don't think it's Roman, oh, it is. This system here is Rome. It's like iron mixed with clay. What does that mean? 
Ijara clay mixed with the old last system of Daniel's Tower, which is Rome. Which Jara Clay is Christianity, Roman Christianity. You know what Laodicean Christianity is? Roman Christianity. Dash it to pieces like Potter. Melt it down. Become a Jara Clay. Become a treasure house of the heavenly realm. But if you have Rome in you, if you have Caesar in you, if you have Greece in you, if you have Medo-Persia in you, if you have Nebuchadnezzar's seed line of Babylon in you, if you have Nimrod in you, if you have Cain in you, you're going to die by being crucified with Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. And it'll be a beautiful thing. And we'll be laughing at you the whole time because it is funny. Because you need it. And we're not laughing with you. Because the part of you that would be laughing is actually crying and hurting and flinching and manifesting and, and squirming and all these things. And we're not laughing with Satan. So we're laughing at Satan getting burned out of all of you as we practice righteousness from our ephods of judgment of the white throne, judgment seat of Christ coming through our spirit and then about seven volts of it gets into my heart and my brain. So I'm only releasing seven vol volts of my righteousness right now in my voice. So even though the volume goes up a little bit, it's just a little bit of electricity. Now the angels can go in there. You might have an archangel jump in there and shock you out of your skin. They'd be gone for three hours. But it don't take much. It just takes righteousness. It just takes wisdom. <laughs> And you can have as much creative fun as you want with those seven volts. As long as the uprightness of your spirit is clean and your spirit is righteous and your spirit is wise and your spirit is obedient to the word of God. I've served God with my entire spirit. And if you're serving God with your whole spirit and your spirit's not serving at altars of demons and the demon spirits, which sadly is not the case for most of you. So repent, disconnect your spirit and serve God with all your spirit. Elijah commands repentance. Don't tell me you don't need repentance. You need thousand times more repentance than you can even imagine right now. Repentance means return to, to Jesus Christ in your spirit with all your consciousness and give him your five senses so that your eyes, your nose, your mouth, your ears, and your touch gates are controlled by Jesus instead of you. You know what sin is? You being in control of your life. I've given Jesus my life. You're a liar. You're in control. You're making decisions based on wisdom. But it's not God's intelligence. It's the intelligence of man. It's diabolical. We are so desperately in need for wisdom of Jesus Christ, third heaven intelligence to run this world. We think somehow by just studying the Bible, Knowing a lot about the Bible and being a good person, God might put government on our shoulders. It's never going to happen in 10,000 years. Jesus, the person, has to be formed inside your spirit. God will only give government to the measure the man Jesus is formed in your inner man. And if you don't even know him on the inside, you have zero authority right now in heaven. Zero. You're a toddler, you're an infant. They won't even listen to you in heavenly Jerusalem. You have no voice. You have no say. You have no vote because you don't know him in your spirit. 
It's true. We have our heads so built up with pride down here. We think just because we're mature down in American Christianity and I'm involved with the fringe ministry called RLM and we're, we have the real prophetic and we're involved in all the fringe stuff of Bob Jones and we know John Paul Jackson and Bobby Connor and all the big wigs in the glory stream and men were connected to the glory mafia. We're a something special down here. We're a very pioneering advanced ministry. None of that matters. That's all outside fluff. The only thing that matters, are you connected to Jesus? Now you can only connect to Jesus through the Holy Spirit. You speak in tongues, that doesn't mean you're right with the Holy Spirit. Nope. Catherine Kuhlman said, oftentimes they're not praying in the Spirit when they speak in tongues. That's what Catherine Kuhlman said. You can use the gifts and go to hell, Jesus Christ said. Iniquity, which means you could be warlocks and heal the sick. Warlocks of Christianity, healing the sick, driving out demons, preaching the gospel, building huge ministries, and you're going to hell forever with Satan and his angels in constant torture and torment with the religious demons. That's what Jesus Christ said in the Bible. I know it's true. It's hard for most of you to even fathom going to hell and being a miracle worker. It's easy for me. Because I've seen it every day in Babylon the Great. You can't even tell the difference between sorcery and righteousness. That's why there's so little honor towards the mature sons of God. Because you're so confused in your mind as to what God the Father is and what the false fathers are because the false fathers, the angels of light that deceive, have tricked your mind in understanding fatherhood. This is an area of primal importance, fatherhood. You ain't gonna have comradeship unless you have an understanding of fatherhood. Oftentimes we're so proud to be dads, we're so proud to be fathers, and we, we call them arrows in our quiver in our young age, and we have all these ideas of what success is in family. Listen, I tell you the truth, Jesus said in the Bible that you should leave your family and have no family other than mine, otherwise your family is not even a blessing to you but a stumbling block. Jesus required every single apostle, and they had families, they had wives, to leave them completely behind to become basic entry-level apostolic. Okay? So we don't even accept in the USA, in American Christianity, entry basic apostolic Christianity of Jesus Christ's requirements in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And don't say it's cultural. It's not cultural. You'll still have to do all the same exact sacrifices as Peter, James, and John to become basic entry-level apostolic, and that's what God wants for everyone listening at the sound of my voice. Now, we're so immature, we don't know what that looks like. We'll say, oh, divorce my wife, leave my wife, go on a missions trip, leave my kids, do something that has the appearance of sacrifice. No, no, it's not a formula, it's not a do and don't. No, it's not religion. Apostolic is faith-led, and if you read the Bible, it's angel-led. There's no decision made except, in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, except following angels. Joseph, angel at night, take the child and its mother into Egypt because Herod's gonna kill all the babies, okay? If you read the Bible, 
righteousness, wisdom, apostolic, real Christianity is 100% of the time led by holy angels. Angels come from God and give you directions in every decision. And if you're too blocked up to hear or see angels because your DNA is too animal, you need seers. You need prophetic leadership. You need apostolic leadership because you're totally, completely lost. There's no example of any place in the Bible in the, any area of leadership except through prophets who could hear and see and communicate with angels. Stephen with the glowing face. Moses gave the law through what? Angels. And everyone in the Sanhedrin is like, oh yeah, preach it, Stephen. Preach it. That's right. The angels came and gave us the law. The angels came and ministered on Sinai. Remember, Pharisees love angels. But where did they gnash their teeth as a bunch of devils? When he said you always are stiff-necked and hard in your heart, always fighting the Holy Spirit, and this gospel is going to the Gentiles because they're a bunch of racist Kabbalists. Then they began to gnash their teeth. They pick up rocks and murdered him on the spot. See? The isolationists of using spirituality for soul makes you the biggest warlocks who've ever lived. And that's most of you watching right now because you're yet to be forgiven of your own sorceries. Adding charismatic, all kinds of spiritual stuff, mysticism, glory, glory, signs and wonders, even angels, all that stuff. Pharisees loved angels. Pharisees loved all the mystical stuff. You deal with mystical fairies, mystical Pharisees, which fairies is actually really high. Jezebel spirit, which you can feel in the audience right now. The fairy is actually a high-ranking Jezebel deception spirit and it's trying to resist me <laughs> I like it so when you deal with Pharisees you're dealing not with religious people you're dealing with charismatic people okay so you have to understand we're Pharisees and the part of you that's not Pharisee is the part the sword has cut off of you so that your spirit Christ in your spirit has taken over territory there's not even an option of not being a Pharisee. To be human is to be pharisaical. To be spiritually human is to be 100% pure Pharisee. And that basically explains your entire freaking lives. Truth and yeah. Is that bad? No, it's revelation. It's truth. Human spirituality is 100% Phariseeism. Mine too, yours too. I want the same judgment as everyone else because it's true. Now, Jesus will rise up in all that spiritual humanism, which is the most deceiving thing of all time, called Jezebel. What is Jezebel? Human spiritualism. Ooh, awfully quiet in there. Yes, the highest principality amongst the beasts of the field, this last witch, that is a terrible, terrible demon that has millions of demons under her is human spirituality in the guise of charismatic Christianity. And I know hardly any of you have overcome her. I, it's just it's so obvious. I know you haven't. You're still dealing with this every day of your life. Truth anyhow. And this is how you get it out. Just recognizing human spirituality 
human anything is diabolical. And if you haven't come to that conclusion, there's no help for you because you can't be forgiven of your human nature. You think the animal can be a Christian. You think the human soul can be a Christian. You can. You think that Christianity just fits into the compartment of your soul and you can add a bunch of charismatic stuff and do whatever you want and your soul's still in charge. You're warlocks. You're trained sorcerers of Babylon. That is not Christianity, that's sorcery, and that's what Satan wants you to take the bait and become. And that's why you see all these people that just become terrible messes because they think the higher things of glory, the higher things of sonship and wisdom and spirituality, the things of Gideon, you can just put inside your container and just add it to the collection of my library. No, that's sorcery, that's selfishness, that's fallen angel tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You're growing in Kabbalah. You're growing in wickedness. You're growing in witchcraft. Witchcraft is the things of God, but your soul is still in control. How many of y'all know Jesus was not in control of his own soul? I have not come to do my own will, but the will of my Father who sent me. Right? The first normal Christian in the Bible. Jesus was not in control of his life. The Spirit was. Right? That's what the Bible says, anyhow. And the Bible says about you, same thing. I no longer live the life I now live. I live by faith in the Son of God who died for me. My life is no longer my own. It's given to the life of Jesus flowing through me like a river of glory. Any area where you're still in charge and there in your mind is diabolical, satanic, luciferian, black magic, white magic, wisdom, destroying your souls, and it's everywhere. So just be cleansed of all of it as much as you can receive by how much humility is in you right now, how much grace for humility to be cleansed of all the immorality of man's pride. What is immorality? The Bible tells you. We want to say it's, it's lust. Well, it's true, it is. But more accurately, at a sonship level, according to John and Patmos, idolatry or pride is immorality because you're being immoral by cheating on the Father and having other fathers, other things going on and controlling your systems of your mind and your just worldly intelligence. It's idolatry, which is immorality towards the Father. What did King David say in Psalms 51? I've only sinned against you, God. Right? I've only sinned against God. Well, what about the dude he sent to the front lines and killed? He didn't say he sinned against him. What about Bathsheba and the kid that died? Didn't, he didn't say he sinned against them. The Bible says, Psalms 51, I have sinned only against God. Why? Because the understanding by the seven spirits of God of what murder and idolatry and adultery is, the immorality of pride is sinning or go only against the Father by having anything under the sun controlling your mind. David was a genius because his spirituality was so wise of the kingdom of heaven. True. Total genius. So, when you understand immorality as breaking your covenant with God the Father and His intelligence in your minds, in your feelings, in your hearts, in your bodies, in your bones, in your will, in your spirit, in your whole temple, and any place this temple is being used for anything other than loyalty to God the Father on his throne, whoo, you're in immorality. So Jesus Christ called this an adulterous and immoral generation. 
Well, I mean, they were taking prostitutes to him and laying them down in the dust and say, well, okay, let's kill her then. If you call us immoral, if you call us an adulterous generation and you are, we believe, might be a prophet from God, well, then let's take care of business and end the immorality. Notice he let her go. She wasn't the immorality Jesus Christ was talking about that religious Pharisees think is immorality. The self-righteous. The immorality that Jesus Christ of Nazareth was talking about was the religious idolatry of serving the fallen angels in the guise of the covenant religion, which is the main blockage in the USA right now. It's the main blockage in the charismatic church right now. It's immorality. It's idolatry. It's other fathers. It's not loyalty to God. We need an understanding of idolatry and pride. Pride is immorality. You can't be more immoral than being a man in men's pride. It's just, it is so satanic and diabolical in this generation, we tolerate it. We say, this this is my house, these are my kids, this is my business, this is my ministry that I'm involved in, this is my church, this is my car, and it's like, man and his house and his family and it's completely separated from God his house and his family in the third heaven and you're still down here on earth trying to be successful in a death dimension practicing complete and total immorality which is pride and idolatry when the father's standards up here and he's just waiting for us to become of his house of his sonship, of his fatherdom. I'm telling you, he's the father of all fathers, it is written, which means you can't even begin to understand God, Christianity, or the kingdom without idolatry or immorality until it's about his fathering, his fatherdom, with everything in your life. You can say honestly, and I feel compassion right now, I've seen this many times. I've seen fathers and mothers say, these aren't my kids. These are God's kids, so I better do a good job. Woo! I felt the fear of the Lord on that. (laughs) These aren't my businesses. This ain't my ministry. RLM ain't mine. It's my father's, so I better be a good steward. I better do a good job. Amen! Nothing is yours. Nothing is mine. Everything belongs to God. It's all about management. The delusion of idolatry is that it's my house, my management. It's not your house. It's God's house. It's God's management. You're totally deceived. We need to repent and serve God's house. What is Moses? Basic entry apostolic, which we need for Gideon's 300 because honestly, we're not really there yet. So we need this kind of understanding. We might think we're there, we're not. We're like babies of Gideon's surrender. We understand the calling, we've heard about it. We we can classify it in our minds. Now to actually walk in it will require God the Father to be your only house. That's basic apostolic entry level that's non-existent with the men in Red Letter Ministries right now. Truth anyhow. And if you want to become Gideon's 300, it has to be Father, God, my Father, your Father, and we understand each other as brothers. 
Amen. Then we'll have comradeship. Then we'll have Gideon's 300. Then we'll start to be a vanguard that does serious damage to Satan and his angels. Amen. And that's what we want to do. We want to do as much damage to the devil. For the sons of God are made manifest to destroy the works of the devil in the heavens, in the earth, and under the earth. And if we have men around growing in righteousness, understanding the order and the law of righteousness of Melchizedek, Jesus Christ made our righteousness. Yes, we know the verse. Now it's like formed in our angel. I mean, like this righteousness is whoo, a lot different than just being outwardly right with the standard of your pastor. Your pastor needs to be Father God in this level. This is the kingdom of heaven. This isn't Christian 501c3 American Laodicean Church. I'd like to welcome everyone to heaven and its kingdom and its order and its throne and its angels and its law. Order and law. We love law and order. But I don't like the counterfeit law and order. It's diabolical. It's absolutely insane. The law and order down here is going to be so corrected by law and order up there by men and women that answer the call and become practitioners of celestial righteousness like Enoch. This is Enoch company of the whole world. It is. You've heard of Deborah company. You've heard of the glory company. You've heard of the bridal company, the kingdom company. We're forming Enoch company. And it's only Enoch company that's going to have any wisdom or righteousness the Father even acknowledges under the sun and above the sun on the earth and in the heavenlies. There won't be anything else that the Father will even talk to. Notice in the Bible, God didn't talk to anyone. Nope. He sent angels to talk to all the babies. But then, oh, Jesus was in a different dimension of maturity and was talking to God in thunder. You ain't going to find it anywhere in the New Testament except with the maturity of the Lord Jesus Christ. But he's the firstborn amongst many that mature into the same maturity as Jesus that I'm teaching tonight that learned the Father's language of the seven thunders. Seal it up for a time until it's time, which means until you're mature. Seal it up. It's not to keep it away from you and it's not this stupid Greek goat mountain of these timelines with these charts that they make and it's like when the Antichrist and the mark of the cheap and the cryptocurrency and the stock market crashes and the Twin Tower nonsense these people are mentally ill they need to be locked up they need to be put in insane in silence they're terrible they're deceiving fear-mongering everywhere you know what time is when time is for you to mature the only reason God gave you time in the Bible was for maturing in his word, in his spirit, in his spirituality, in his wisdom, and in his righteousness. That's why God created time. Anything else is just a total waste of time. Just sitting there waiting for God to do it is wasting time. You do it because God's in you. Amen. Christ in you. Redeem the times. Jesus, the Redeemer, ain't here. He's waiting for you and I to become redeemers. We sit around and think someone else is going to save us. Just pray, 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 pray. You have the Savior in you. The heavens will be brass 
and you begin to fight the prophets and apostles that go into actual God inside minded temple of the Holy Ghost, Ezekiel 47 river temples out of your belly full of rivers, and you start opposing actual maturity because you're completely bewitched. And these bewitched people are actually fighting the only people on this planet that are advancing the kingdom under a principality of Jezebel and you got 950 over here to one over here and they think, well, we have all the numbers. We must be right. Well, you don't see that anytime in the Bible. One guy was right, Noah, and one billion, that's a lot of zeros. We have to count those zeros and those commas because you can't even imagine one billion what it even looks like in reality because you've never been there and you've never had that much. But the Bible says there was one versus a billion in the days of Noah. One was right. Everyone else was wrong and destroyed with water. So there's only one person right down here, Jesus Christ and him crucified. Which means your righteousness and the measure you're right is how much Christ has been formed in you and you annihilated. I don't want to know your personality. I don't want to know your nationality. I don't want to know anything amongst you except Christ and Him crucified. It is written. Is this not loving? It is loving. Righteousness is love. To coddle the animal is hatred and murdering the child. Spare the rod, spoil the child. The word spoiled there means to make utterly worthless of no eternal value. Spoiled children of God calling themselves Christians when they're not even developing eternal things because they're soulish and bewitched, God outside minded, usually led around by just trying to be good and not being bad, good and bad, good and bad, knowledge of good and evil, just totally satanic Christians everywhere. That's not Christianity. The Holy Spirit is Christianity. The Spirit is the truth, the Bible says an intimate relationship with the spirit of wisdom and revelation of the father of glory fathering your spirit and you obey the father and if you can't hear him it's because you're malnourished on the word that you're spending time too much in external things and you do that when you're younger than the lord because you're stupid you're dumb you're wrong you're rebellious you're foolish you're infants in christ what are infants in christ people who constantly sin and they don't even know because they're ignorant that's what the bible says i wish that you were mature some of you ought to be teachers by now but you're still sucking at the bottle infants in christ because you have not learned how to talk yet and there is still envy and strife amongst you it is written so you get all the immaturity off you because you don't want to displease the father's house you're adopted. You're born of his house now. So the issue is becoming God the Father pleasers. Amen. Not man pleasers, woman pleasers. You know, pleasing real apostles and pleasing real prophets, if they're real prophets and apostles, is pleasing God. If you read the Bible, every time you please Paul, you got blessed because the only thing left in Paul as a real apostle sanctified was God. I serve God with my whole spirit, which means there's no other spirit in him than the spirit of God. And they rejoice that God gave so much authority to men. We can't rejoice with that because we don't even know what sanctification is in America right now. 
We got external being good under charismatic gifts and being a steward of external things in our brain, adding these things in our soul because we're completely in the wrong kingdom right now. Get the tree of knowledge out of your spirits, out of your bowels. The axe is already at the roots of the tree. Amen. And it'll be torn out of your bellies, torn out of your souls, torn out of your minds, torn out of your bones and marrow tonight if you'd let it, and be thrown into the abyss of fire. Corey Tenboom called it the sea of forgetfulness. And God puts up a sign there that says, No fishing! You don't go back to that yoke of wickedness. You don't go back to religion. There's no going back. There's nothing back there. It's gone. Don't go looking for it. Now we march forward, triumphing from glory to glory, vertical ascension. Children of the resurrection. I'm not into lateral, flatteral, BS, fake Christianity down here. You already filled the earth with the gospel. This is the generation of Revelation 4.1, the sons of Issachar. They know the times and the seasons. This ain't the time for flatteral. It's the time for vertical. This is the open door of Enoch. And anyone that doesn't enter it, this Enoch door is the door of the ark into the sun to practice righteousness and the luminaries above the sun. Any believer that doesn't enter it will be utterly destroyed on the face of the earth like it was in the days of Noah. And what that's going to do is expose every lover of self, false brethren, foolish virgin, goat and tear that calls themselves a Jesus follower. You're fake, man. You're selfish. You're religious. It's not even Christianity. You're practicing selfish Christianity. You're practicing paganism. And we haven't yet learned how desperate the situation is down here. We're thinking, maybe it's not so bad with Biden. Look at the gas prices went down 30 cents. Now it's only $4.59 a gallon. I remember when it was $4.99. Not so bad. It's going to get bad. And it needs to get bad for the sinner, for the wicked. It ain't going to get bad for me. It ain't going to get bad for the obedient Gideon's 300 go from glory to glory. We'll take the Windsor fortune. We'll take the Rothschild Rockefeller fortune. We'll take all the high things of Kabbalah in the city of London in the Red Dragon. We'll take the gold standard. We'll take the oil standard. Doesn't mean you have any inheritance whatsoever in the days ahead unless you're in the same tree of life. You have to be in one tree. If the eye be single, then the body be full of light. We want you to have a grand inheritance, but there can't be mixture. To be the Gideon's 300 that God is bringing forth now amongst the men in Red Letter Ministries, it is going to require having God the Father as your house. It'll lift the roof off your house. It'll transform your house. It'll dynamically transfigure every relationship. You can't talk to people the same because the Father's watching. I always feel like somebody's watching me. The Father is! He's watching you! Not just the angels. And he's watching you with eyes of love to become like him, faithful in all his house, using what your house is currently. Whatever it is. It could be, you know, a cardboard box, but just serve the Father. You'd be out of that the same day. Into a shelter. Be faithful in the shelter. You'd be into an apartment within a year. 
Be faithful in an apartment, you'll be into a house within a year. And you go from glory to glory, spiritually and naturally, by serving in God's house. Be faithful in little, I will give you much more to be responsible with. Amen. But if you're not faithful in the cardboard box, you probably overdose on heroin and will find you in one of these tents down on Hennepin Avenue. And just gonna push them into the street and just burn them down into the gutters and let the crocodiles eat them. And you decompose them in the sewer system. Well, okay, moving on. Hallelujah. Okay. Enoch, chapter 10, verse 19, and all the trees of desire will be planted on it, and vines will be planted on it. The vine planted on it will bear fruit in abundance. Do not harm the oil and the wine, commands the angels. Don't harm anything of God's tree of life. You know what's indestructible? Only one thing, the tree of life, the roots of David, the seven spirits of God, building up your spirit, sanctifying your spirit, and to take your heart and your mind up into higher places where your whole heart, your whole mind, all your bones and marrow are in the tree of life. The abundance of the tree of life is incomprehensible to our current level of maturity in Christianity. I got a taste of it today. The luminaries begin to work for those that have true uprightness of spirit, true uprightness of the breastplate of judgment and the breastplate of righteousness, and that rectitude of that moral uprightness, that resurrection uprightness of their inner man, and the sun and the moon and the stars, they war from their courses as they pass through Yahweh, creator of sun, moon, and stars, Christ who created everything, and that's in your heart. And if you're upright in your spirit with Christ in there, all the sun and the moon and the stars begin to orbit through their creator in you. And you just kind of watch, you'll probably think you're something special at first and shut it down and be like, how do I get back into that bliss? I don't understand. Well, you go back into humility, understand Jesus is sharing, you're a co-heir with Christ, and it's Jesus in you, why the sun and the moon and the stars are orbiting through the bright morning star risen in your heart. Jesus Christ, the creator of all the angels and the creator of all planetary systems. Amen. And so it begins to orbit from their courses. They begin to war through their courses. These Gideons 300 will begin to have all the constellations, all the suns, all the stars, all the moons, all the planets washed as they go through the water temple of the seven spirits of God in your spirit because Yahweh, maker of heaven and earth, is really indwelling in those bodies with you. You're sharing that body with the seven spirits of God. The seven spirits of God created everything, okay? So you can't get more godly than what you already have. It's just, there's so much more. We gotta take the caps off your minds. The strongholds and the limitations that we've had from come Holy Spirit mentality, or drinking Holy Spirit mentality, or just even the seven spirits of God like you've known them previously. You have to get into the fresh and the new that there is so much more in the Holy Ghost than we could ever imagine. In fact, the Holy Ghost is just getting started in you at a pure level of uprightness once all the stars are orbiting right through the Creator in your hearts. And so then you get a pure energy that comes right in through the flesh and the brain and that pure white light, that Shekinah, 
the Father and the stars and the Holy Spirit. It's all purified light, but you need it because you have a biological body. You, you need electromagnetic energy. You can't just have spiritual energy. There will be natural energy perfected. The sun, the moon, and the stars will be perfected first, and then later on you'll no longer need the sun or the moon because God the Father be the sun and Jesus Christ be the moon. That's the very end when this world is perfected and there's no more sin on earth. You got about a thousand years probably. The seventh day. You got about a thousand years still left of the perfecting of humanity. The end of the book is all the way to the end of time, okay? So you're not, you have a thousand more years of time. It's in the year 6,022. Year 7,000, you can say the sun and the moon are no longer needed. But right now, the sun and the moon are in bondage to warlocks of Kabbalah and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and we just tolerate it and maybe get involved in that system out of ignorance because some teachings we heard about Enoch. Truth in yeah. So we need really rigid, righteous, training and teaching in an absolute perfection of purity and uprightness of spirit in order to get into basic elementary righteousness which is fringe right now because the church is so backslidden but she thinks she's okay i'm not doing anything too bad it's actually not so bad 459 for a gallon for gas we can get through this i'm hoping for trump in 2024 to save me a lot of born-again charismatic believers are doing that. Sean Fote, the whole Bethel movement, the whole Morning Star movement. 99% of the charismatic church, guys, is rooting for Trump. And I'm rooting for Trump, too. The difference is we're also going to do something about the tree of knowledge of good and evil and Kabbalah and sorcery. So the Luciferians and all the works that are done with the fallen angels and the sorcerers and the curse of the fall in the synagogue of Satan and everything down here that can corrupt through fallen angel technology has less influence. I'm not going to say we're going to be perfect by 2024, but we're going to be walking in a lot more perfection. It's going to be a lot harder for the enemy to do what they did in, what was it, 2020. It'll be very hard. When you begin to practice the power of the luminaries through your spirit, you'll enforce the order of righteousness, the order of Melchizedek, with the ability of the Creator Yahweh, Jesus Christ, King of Glory, into the Earth's dimension and bring the real law. The real law. The real law that honors the house and the system of the Father instead of the false fathers like George Washington and Benjamin Franklin. Truth anyhow, we're not honoring sorcerers. Those people practice on Freemason checkerboards. They're warlocks. Benjamin Franklin was a total warlock. John, Jeff, uh, you know, might not believe this, but it's the truth. Anyhow, George Washington was a complete Luciferian Freemason warlock. The dude was a cold-blooded killer. He blew people's heads off left and right. And as soon as he conquered the earth, he owned slaves. And then he began a whiskey trade and put any competition out of business through legalism, which is religionism and enforcing it through laws so he had no competition in the whiskey business and he had a hit man and we were just like oh the patriots and founding fathers and all you are dumb you are wrong and you are lost you need to deal with freemason warlock sorcery the last 500 years of imperialism or you're irrelevant to the even battle of the universe right now it's total irrelevancy with born-again Republican conservatives right now. I mean, just lost. 
It's like you're down here with a BB trying to shoot UFOs. And you don't even know if that's real. I don't believe in UFOs. Oh, B-52s or whatever, B-2, whatever you have faith for, faith for that flies through the sky. And that varies amongst here wildly. There's a big variance in faith in this audience today. Some people have faith for UFOs. You probably think you're a UFO because you're just freaking whacked. Others of you, I have faith for technology that has not been released yet that came from God that's in our U.S. military. Some of this will come from God. Some of this come from Nimrod. But what does the Bible say? It'll all work for good for those that love God that are called according to his purpose. It's going to work out for our favor. And it can right now and you don't have to wait. Today's the day of salvation. All this mysteries of the spiritual world, the mysteries of Kabbalah, the mysteries of righteousness. We don't teach Kabbalah, we're anti-Kabbalah. You can't find a ministry on earth that's more anti-sorcery than Red Letter Ministries. It's our arch nemesis. It's true. The Red Dragon, Pan, and Molech, and the top of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that counterfeits the tree of life is our arch nemesis. And we have vision and understanding as apostles, how to burn that whole tree down in this generation. We're going to do it. And we want you guys to do it with us. That there will not be two trees in the garden. There will be the tree of life here. The Bible says, And the sinners shall no longer sin in the earth. Well, you can't sin unless there's a tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Take away free choice. We'll take away you with Satan. You're gone. Judgment's coming. God will not tolerate sin on earth anymore. It is written. And if you go the way of the fallen angels and the way of sorcery and wickedness and you go the way of all this false, fake, selfish, soulish, independent Christianity, you're going to find yourselves opposing the prophets and the apostles, opposing righteousness, opposing the order of the angels, opposing the Ophanim and the Seraphim and the Cherubim. You know how many Christians oppose the Cherubim? Lots. They're anti-angel. It's normal. They actually mock. You see them every single day in every chat room of all of our nine streams. There's mocking towards the cherubim of God, the cherubim lightning. Some of these cherubim lightning, God the Father, they won't do anything unless the Father says it. You watch. Lightnings will come and be like, oh, their heart stopped. No, a cherubim lightning killed them. Truth in you, you've already been around it since being in this ministry already. Cherubim lightning make your heart stop. When you see like you can't move forward and you're going to oppose the cherubim and the order of righteousness, you're going to oppose the tree of life, you're going to oppose the kingdom of heaven, God will end you. God ends people all the time. And sometimes it's for a mercy because they're about to go really bad into darkness. It's a mercy. He just tells his angel, just go take him home. Because he's going to make really bad decisions. We'll take him home when he has the most rewards because God is good. You might think that's bad, but at least he'll still get into heaven and maybe have something there. Maybe have a house. Maybe not a house. Not everyone that goes to heaven even has a house. Store up treasure in heaven. Truth anyhow, most people that go to heaven have no rewards. Because the teaching down here is so poor, they don't even understand how to live heavenly, how to live angelically. We just live down here like animals and we add Christianity into our souls like it's just my faith. No, it's the faith of God. You don't have faith. Human beings don't have faith. Human beings don't have God. Human beings don't have anything. Human beings don't have love. It's all graces in the spirit. 
if you apply it into the soul, it's forfeit, it's gone, it's corrupted. It has, you have to now just forgive it as sin because you polluted it by pride with fallen angel sorcery. It's gone, you can't even work with that stuff anymore. If it hits the spirit, it's God and you give God the glory, Christ in you, the King of glory. And then you go from glory to glory by giving him the glory by serving in his house with all your spirit, sacrificing more of your soul, more of your feelings, more of your emotions, more of your senses, and your senses get cleaner, clearer, and brighter as you sacrifice the natural man, DNA, for the spiritual man, genetics. And you're born again of the Father's genetics. That's why your spirit can't be killed. If you kill your body, like martyrdom, your spirit continues on and just pops right out. There's two angels that take you right through a wormhole and you're in the third heaven standing before Jesus Christ instantly. Instantly. And that would happen because you have God's genetics. You go to God. Now, if you grow in God's genetics and don't just stay a little sprite inside your belly and don't even know he's in there, but you circumcise your heart and you get through the wilderness, you go on the mountain, you embrace the judgments of the severity of Moses and the mountain, the lawgiver on Zion, the new covenant law of liberty in Christ Jesus, the severity of the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul is severe, guys. There's no wiggle room in the epistles of Paul. It's Paul's way or you're going to hell if you read the Bible. 1 Corinthians 16, 22, if anyone does not love the Lord Jesus, let him be accursed and go into eternal hell. It is written. Whoa, Paul, that's so prideful. Your way or the highway? Yes, my way or the highway. It is written. A man wrote that under the inspiration of being totally sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost, and that wasn't even the mature apostolic. It wasn't. That was the very first age of the apostles. God expects 21st century apostolic maturity, which is Enoch. That's what's going to come forth. And these people down here are blasphemers, unrighteous judgment galore, dishonorable towards anything they don't understand. And you think they're in a safe spot to deal with Enoch level apostles when they treated Paul that way in the first century? Do you not think that there will be awesome judgments? What do you think signs and wonders are for? Unbelievers. Will many be cleansed? Many be cleansed. Will they be washed? Only if they're humble. If they're humble to the preaching of the Enochian apostles, the last day of the last day's apostles, the maturity and the climax of the ages of the apostolic, only then if there's a repentance and a humbling, and we want all of you to come into the apostolic, every, every man and woman at the sound of my voice, all of you, 144,000 apostles, all of you, okay, truth anyhow. We want all of you to become mature in the apostolic. That's the only way you become a gate into heaven. The Bible says you can't even get into heaven except through what? The names of the 12 apostles are the doors into the kingdom of heaven. Book of Revelation, it is written. So if you want to bring someone into heaven, the Bible says you have to be apostolic. Okay? So you can't lead them into heaven unless you're apostolic. I'm not an apostle. You can be apostolic under the apostles until your spirit man's mature enough to be a door into heaven. So they go right through your spirit, spirit to spirit, angel to angel, and they go right into heaven. Now you're building up the kingdom of heaven, serving in God's house angelically. Mount Zion, the kingdom of heaven, city of what? Innumerable angels. Doesn't talk about saints. Doesn't talk about flesh. Talks about the spirit part of you that bears God's image. That's the kingdom of heaven. Now we want to take your soul with you and your mind with you 
And have you overcome death like Moses and Enoch and Elijah and Jesus Christ? So you're physically there too, because this is a generation that overcomes death, which means you take your bodies into heaven, which is the path of Enoch, which is so strict in righteousness. And it's so intense that people can't handle it. And so you're going to have to handle it. You're going to have to repent. You're going to have to change your food. You have to change your mind, change your words, change your actions, change everything. Repent about everything. God commands complete, thorough repentance of spirit, soul, mind, personality, attributes, character qualities until you're image bearing his nature severely through your brains with seven horns and seven eyes because you've actually been crucified with Christ and no longer live. And you have a throne room perspective that's gigantic kingdom for serving Father God and being faithful to Father God without any kind of selfishness, without any kind of ego, without any pride, without any strife. And then it's angel to angel and you have perfect comradeship. And then God the Father can give orders to his commanders and his generals and to his sons and to his mature daughters at a level where they can go and do great exploits. They can go save nations in a day. They can go save economies in a day. They can go save industries and businesses in a day. They can go save everything in existence. These are the saviors who come out of Zion, Nahum calls them. Saviors, or Obadiah. Obadiah, saviors shall come out of Zion, plural in Hebrew, multiple, many, 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 many saviors, not just Jesus, Jesus and his brothers and sisters. Amen. And if you're not a Jesus, there's something wrong with you. You need to ask Jesus in your heart because your spirit is joined to him in union at birth. You are a Jesus class angel. You're a Jesus being. Were you born again of God or born again of Nimrod? Were you born again of sorcery? Do you have a demonic Christian birth? Some of you need to get born again again in the river of life because you think you're born again in the river of strife, in the river of sewage water of the red dragon spewing out of his mouth. You thought the red dragon with Jesus. There's like 100 million Christians down here that think the river of life is the one coming out of the mouth of the red dragon. Remember Anne around trees, heaven waits the bride? When they went down into the sewage water, Jesus told Anna, many Christians think this is the river of life, Anna. She's like, oh my God, no way. It smells like open sewage. Yeah, Yahweh. That's how deceived American Christianity is right now. We think the open sewage of the fallen angels is the tree of life, is Christianity, because it's soulish and carnal. Repent with all your heart to God's spirituality. Get every part of your sensory system in the real river and get washed in the river. Get sanctified in the river. Get purified in the river. Get presenced in the river. Shama, one of the mighty men, get presenced. Let the presence of the river intensify so you have no presence in you except the river. Amen. It's not unreasonable. His angels are here without number for purification and for presencing. The presence of the Father will intensify in you. So when people deal with you, they're not dealing with a man anymore. They're not dealing with a woman anymore. They're dealing face to face with God the Father through his presence. Amen. That's what real Christianity is. Your body is the temple of his presence. The presence of who? The Father. Amen. God wants your temple, your bodies to be vessels of all of his power, glory, wisdom, righteousness, purity, 
excellence, creative ability, and also pleasure at my right hand are pleasures of all kinds of fun you get to have in heaven on earth as it is in heaven. The Father has prepared great things for you. And there's an abundance of them beyond imagination. But it's going to require this level of sanctification for teaching like this to become a standard in your spirit, soul, mind, and body, and your flesh and your DNA not cringing at it. But it's like, yes, this is how I'm being sanctified. Angels of sanctification are good, normal. Judgment is good, normal. Righteousness, rigidness, Holiness is good and normal. I can live as Jesus Christ lived when he was 30 years old. I get a grid for going up on the mountain and being holy all the time and having nothing pass through my mind except my Father 24-7. Amen? That's where you're going as you rise from the dead. That's the standard of what he already said. And of all the seeds sown on it, one measure will bear 10,000 abundance. And one measure of olives will make 10 presses of oil abundance. Multiplication, prosperity beyond anything you can imagine. In this righteousness of God the Father growing up in your spirit. Enoch 74 verse 11, in the superabundance of the sun and of the stars is six days of five years, a super abundance of the sun and of the stars. You know, that'll get her done. Enoch 89.62 And each super abundance and the destruction which the shepherds do to these write down how many they destroy by my command. Superabundance with destruction. You can't just go into the abundance and not have the destruction. You can't have the sweet without the bitter. You can't have the righteousness without the wickedness. You got to deal with both trees in the garden when you grow. You can't just come up here and be happy clappy. You will grow in judgment towards everything of the demonic side at each level you go from glory to glory. Otherwise, you'll never grow. You just get off the path and you just become a hippie, throw the peace sign and become a pacifist. And there's, you know, each level you go up, you deal with that same level in Satan's counterfeit tree, the knowledge of good and evil, which begins very low level, like rat demons and black cat demons and crap like that. The Christians are paranoid about all that stuff gets slaughtered when you're just a baby in Christ. When you're an infant, you'll deal with infant level demons. And as you mature as the angel of the Lord on the inside, a spirit being that has the soul, lives in a body, your spirit man getting built up by the word of God, each level, you'll annihilate that level of the enemy's counterfeit. And if you don't, you'll never go to the next level. And that will be your level and you'll be under that thing and that's what will kill you. That's how everyone dies. Truth in you. But if you go all the way and deal with every level and you get to the top, and you take out Pan, and you take out Moloch, and you take out the Red Dragon, and the servants of the Red Dragon are thrown into the lake of fire, as it is written, guess what? You'll step right in physically into the third heaven. That's where we're going in this generation. I don't think it's going to take as long as people think. Just the fact that I can even teach and preach on this stuff tonight is a sign and wonder that we're very, very, very close. Very close. You take out that stuff at the top of the tree of knowledge, you don't have any more things to cap you. you your body, your bones, your blood, like Jesus' blood, will go right up into the Father. 
and you change forms, be given a new name, Metatron, whatever, something awesome, super cool dude, probably, superwoman, Wolverine, he might mess with you, give you a real dumb one first, just see if you got a sense of humor, <laughs> guaranteed, by the time you get that high in Christ, that well statured in your inner man, you'll have a personality better than any stand-up comedian club. Big time. Because you'll have a lot of experience and it'll be awesome and people want to hear what you have to say. So we bless you that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The abundance of righteousness. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the Holy Spirit in all these vessels mixing with their spirit, the word of God in their spirit, the seven spirits of God in their bellies, building up their invisible inner man that bears your image. Thank you for this food that builds up their spirit strongly. An awesome resurrection, glory, power, and accelerating all the years that the brain has destroyed, all the times that the five senses have ruled over the spirit. Redeem those times, I pray, into their spirit. There be such a grace, such a repentance of everyone at the sound of my voice that all the wasted all the wasted days, all the wasted hours, all the wasted months that the five senses have destroyed through these vessels would be all redeemed as they transfer their days and their times and their seasons to their spirit right now. Redeem the times. Restore the seasons. Restore sevenfold what the canker worm has eaten. And let their spirit man be so built up in this place that their soul and their flesh can never rule over your image bearing and your divinity in their spirit ever again. Thank you, Father, for this group of mighty champions in Gideon's 300, of men and women around the world that will go all the way in your righteousness and experience now this season harvest and abundance in Jesus name. Amen. Bless you guys. We'll see you Tuesday. <laughs> Give an offering into the ministry. Where your money is, there your heart is also. And Jesus sat at the temple and watched how much they gave. It is written.